the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to episode 39 of the Messy Walk podcast. I'm here with Pastor Adam. My name is Chloe. And we're happy to be with you again today. Um, we're in a series right now called Sins Christians Ignore That Mess Us Up. I think this, I forgot to check yeah, which number, number of the series we're in. There's going to be 10 and yes. we're in the middle. Yes, somewhere. we're getting closer to 10. Yeah, so maybe six, episode. maybe? We don't have any idea. We don't know. Maybe six, maybe seven. Um, anyway, yep, we're in this series and it's been super good, super challenging. Um, if you haven't gotten to listen to the past few episodes, that um, we've done in this series, I highly recommend that you go. Hey, let's and check see if we out. can recap with from memory. Don't look. Oh, gosh. So, gossip, gossip, gluttony, gluttony, honoring your parents, honoring your parents, uh, not sharing the gospel. Yes, not sharing. Sin the we're messed up on. Loveless church. Loveless churches. And last week. And then last week. So we did good. Yeah, we, just we did, did really it. good. So hold up. All we need to do is count backwards, and we'll know how many. That's so true. gossip, gluttony, <laughs> dishonoring your parents. Not sharing the gospel. Loveless church. Loveless churches. Last week was pride. And this week, well, we can't tell you what it yeah, is. Yeah, we yet. can't tell you yet. That's six. So this so that is means seven. This is seven. This so is we were pretty seven close in that series. Yeah. We're anyway, close. so as you can see, we can also count. Not only yes. can we podcast, but we can also count. Only to seven. Though, <laughs> so only far. seven. Yeah. We'll try again next week and see if we can get to eight. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're in the series, and last Pride week... Pride was last yes, week. Yes, it was very Monster challenging. Huge. It's right up there with the first one that we did on gossip for me. Like, Yeah, the Pride one last week might be top five pod, Messy Walk podcasts of yes. all time so far. Yes, gossip's been, in that top five, too. And there's been 30... This is 39, yes. so yeah, top yes. five. Yeah, yeah Top five, probably. Yeah. Maybe top ten, but top five, I think. Crazy. Really, really good. It was good. And that's going to lead us into the one we're going to hit today. So sins that Christians ignore, so sins we ignore as right. Christians that mess us up, and pride was the big one last week. And I told you a couple times that pride has a twin brother. They're both evil twins, so the one's not good. They're both evil twins. They're a teeny bit different, but they're very, very similar. So they're like identical twins, but they got their moles in different places. <laughs> <laughs> and one's like, you know... Five One's pounds heavier than the other, there. right? You know, something <laughs> yeah. like that. One likes to play the tuba, and the other one <laughs> plays sports or something. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. they both suck. <laughs> yes, they're both no good at what they do. Right? Um, they're, they're like twin brothers. And so this week's, and you, you should be able to figure it out. That's why we've been kind of talking this way. But um, this week, the sin that, that we ignore a lot, a lot, looks like pride because they're brothers. Uh, it's messing us up big time um, in a big, big way. Just like pride, very similar actually. Is idolatry. Um, it can be argued that they're the same, um, but I think that I think that what you really have, though, and we should be able to we should be able to talk through most of this, is what you really have is that idolatry is the root of pride. So if you went down as deep as you could possibly go, and as deep as you could go on any sin, so let's take our gossip and our gluttony train and all those trains and push them straight down, you're going to end up with idolatry. So mm. in other words, they're twin brothers, they're the identical twins, they're a little different, and idolatry came out first. Mm. And then very shortly after that, pride, pride emerges from mama. And there we go. <laughs> right? Everybody's picturing birth right now. But uh. anyway, ugh. All right. <laughs> 
I hate it. Uh, birth is, if you're of a dad or whatever, um, I guess a dad because a mom, I don't have any idea what you feel, but um, the birth of my children was the most amazing thing and the most disgusting thing I've ever seen all at the same time, all wrapped up in the one. And so anyway, um, we're, idolatry is the one. So they're very, very related to pride, but um, the root of idolatry is pride. Um, excuse me, the, the root of pride is idolatry. The root of all sin comes back to idolatry. And so I know what you're thinking, because this is what I think too. What naturally pops up in our head is, well, I'm good on idolatry because I don't have any golden statues in my house. You know, mm-hmm. I follow Jesus, not Buddha. And so uh, there's nothing that I got that, that, you know, I don't have some golden calf in the house or some little golden Buddha statue that I'm praying down to or bowing down to. And I don't, I don't, I make sure that I don't have any of those idols in my house. So we don't do, you know, some sort of statue of Zeus or anything like that. Right. And anytime somebody has anything like that, I get rid of it, you know, and I don't have it. And so I don't even like art that's like that. So, you know, we think to ourselves, well, I don't, I don't, you know, even like those statues of those things. I mean, I see them in the museums, but I would never put one in my house because I don't do graven images right. or statues. Um, but an idol is, this is why you can see it's the root of pride. An idol is anything that takes the place of God. Anything, and we have plenty of those in our culture today. Yeah, we have plenty of those in humanity, and we always have had plenty of those in humanity. Um, there's many, many forms of modern idolatry at play in a Christian's life, just like we were talking about several different forms or takes on pride. There are countless um, forms of idolatry in a Christian's life. Um, yeah that are almost always overlooked, which is the whole premise of this little series, right? It's it's not – we could pick sins all day. Um, there's, a, <laughs> there's a never-ending list of what it seems. Right. But it's the ones that we ignore. It's the ones that we overlook. And idolatry is one that we overlook a whole lot. Um, and I think one of the reasons is, is that when we focus or when we think about idolatry, we tend to focus it on worshiping images of God other than the one true God. And we take that because of the way that this whole sin of idolatry is um, taught and and given to us in the Ten Commandments, for example. So Chloe's going to read that scripture that everybody refers to. When we say idolatry, this is the scripture that we think of, even if we don't know what we're talking about. We think of uh, Deuteronomy 5, and she's going to read a couple verses. Yes, this is Deuteronomy 5, 7 through 8 says, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. Yeah, so he's pretty clear. And some of the translations say you shall not make for yourself an idol, hmm. which is where we tend to get this from. So no other gods before me is this command. And then in, and he says no sort of idol. And then in any likeness of what's in heaven or on earth or beneath or in the water. It's almost like you feel God saying, hey, anyway, you're going to try to figure out some way that what I said didn't apply. Let me include all of creation. So it's it's uh, undeniable that the way this is worded is not just about graven images, not just about statues or golden Buddhas right. or Zeus or whatever. It is clearly anything before God is the whole point here. And anything in all of creation is what's happening in that second verse. 
Um, so, in other words, idolatry does not just mean worshiping statues. Um, it can be about lots of things. It can be about your time. It can be about your focus. It's definitely about your heart intent behind all of it. That's why I was saying that, that pride, that the root of pride is idolatry, because when we're talking about pride, we're referring to ourselves. Right. In other words, we are our own idol. Um, and so that is actually the root of mankind's sinfulness, right, is that we were more important than God, right? So in other words, it's not just pridefulness, but what, what's the root of that pridefulness is we're our own idol. Yeah. We're our own God. And so there's lots of things that become, even though people don't like to say it like this, and I almost cringe every time I say it, that these things become gods to us. They are gods. And that's what's going against that commandment there. Um, ultimately, it's anything that takes from, takes away from your relationship with God. So anything that is removing or, or breaking down or chipping away at your relationship with God is itself a lowercase g God. And therefore, it itself is an idol. Yeah. Um, so that means that lots of things can get in the way here. I mean, so let's just let's just talk through, and we won't get we aren't going to get as nearly as scripturally deep on this one as we will, as we did um, with the pride one. But we start thinking through different ways that this is the case. This means that even your family can be a lowercase g God mm -hmm. can be an idol. It definitely is in virtually everybody's case. Um, this is universal. Um, and one of the things that the main reason why we chose to do the podcast and why the format that we're taking, we could have done a lot of things with podcasts. We, we knew, we had talked and planned for several years that we were going to do, um, we needed to do something. Whether, and it was a blog for a while, and then blogs kind of disappeared and podcasts became a thing. There's still great blogs, but we, we always got stuck on what it would be because there's been a lot of things. Like I talked about, I thought about doing it about leadership in the church, Christian mm -hmm. leadership related things. Um, I talked about doing the podcast on just for godly men, mm -hmm. um, fathers, parents, where we ended up landing though was how about it's on what an authentic walk with Jesus looks like and these universal, um, messy, sinful things that we all struggle with. So in other words, we're following Jesus, but that walk has a lot of messiness, a lot of dirt. And so when I, when we say these things like even your family becomes a lowercase g of God, an idol, we're saying that universally yeah. for everybody. Yep. You know, and, and we're talking extended family. We're talking just you and your hubby. We're talking your kids too. Um, all, whatever family looks like, um, it becomes, I mean, even, even like, even like determined sing singleness. So I know some folks who feel called to be single. They want to be single. That's what they're going to be is single. Even their own singleness can become a lowercase g of God and idol. It does for all of us. So it's a universal yeah. thing. Um, your, your responsibilities in that family, your responsibilities as a man, as a woman, as a worker, whatever it may be, as a pastor, this is, this happens for me like every day there's a battle like we were talking about the prideful battle every day of not asking for help. There's also this battle every day of my personal responsibilities as a pastor becoming the God in my life, taking me away from my relationship with God, becoming ultimate, preeminent. Mm. They become an idol. Um, 
maybe the better way to think of this for us, since I do think that we tend to get stuck on the word idol, so which is obviously where we the word idolatry is coming from. Since we tend to get stuck on it and we think of um, statues or literally we think of other gods, right, um, or other religions or whatever it may be, maybe what we need to do is exchange the word obsession for the word idol or exchange the word, some of you don't like obsession because you won't admit that you're obsessed with it. Um, I'll admit that I'm absolutely obsessed with my responsibilities as a pastor, absolutely obsessed as my responsibilities as a father. Um, maybe instead of obsession for the word idol, we'd use the word focus instead. Hmm. All right. Cause that one sounds nice. Yeah. All right. And it'll make you feel as bad. Um, that's a good start to evaluating the negative impacts that it has on your life. If you change the word for idol and use the word obsession. So what obsessions do you have in your life that are having a negative impact? Um, hmm. And I can come up with all kinds of stuff. Um, like, I'll give you one. This one's funny, but it's it's kind of really sad, actually. So pray for me. I'm serious. I am absolutely obsessed with this stupid game on the phone called Toy Blast. I've never heard of it. Um, Toy Blast. I am obsessed. That's so crazy. I am on. Hold on. I'm going to pull it's it up. It's not that crazy because I was actually the whole time thinking when you're saying all of that, I'm thinking tiktok and my phone TikTok, like i am yeah. absolutely obsessed with tiktok and being on my phone what's the first thing that i look at when i get up in the morning my phone yeah, we're gonna like, hit that oh right. we are oops sorry it's okay. good we're <laughs> it's just that. like really been on my mind lately so so on on for example on uh uh toy blast so my kids downloaded this stupid game a long time ago on my phone when you're almost trying to get them to be quiet and you know just hand your phone and be like daddy yeah. can i get this game whatever just get it and shut up until we get out of this <laughs> concert we're in or whatever right. it is right your sister's on stage just download it and be quiet um right. they download this game and i i am now on level 5750 in toy blast which by the way is the highest level possible because i'm waiting for them to put more levels out while you're waiting for more levels, they let you go up into the clouds and do these little extra levels. I'm on extra level 37 um, of waiting wow. to get, so so then they'll release 25 more up 25 more levels and then I'll beat them. Um, there's that's, been a couple of times in my toy blast journey that's now been going on for a couple of years where I have been number one in the world what? on toy blast. Yes, you, that doesn't I last never long. Knew this about you. Doesn't you're last right. long to get beat, but. That's why so, you have a gamer chair in your office. <laughs> <laughs> Which is absolutely crazy, too, because I haven't played like a legit video game since like 2007. Um, Wild. So I, I actually said this one time in a message, which is joking. And one of our um, one of our women who work in a tech booth um, in the church, because uh, there's, there's, I don't know, I, I was going to say there's not as many women in tech booth, but actually there's a lot more than there used to be. Yeah. Um, she was, excuse me, I don't know what happened just now. <laughs> <laughs> she, God was humbling my pride from being number one um, for like five minutes. Uh, we were doing this thing. Her name is Angie, by the way. So Angie, if you're listening, Angie. hey, we'll have to tag you in this episode, Angie. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, so Angie was like, after it was over with, she was like, "You play Toy Blast too." <laughs> I'm also on level five thousand, whatever it was. Oh, and then what? I was like, "What's your name on there?" And she showed me, and it was like, she, "I was like, I beat you." And then she would a little bit later, she'd be like. The level you on, I'm beating you. It was just ridiculous. That's so crazy. I've never even heard of this game. Well, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people that play it. Um, I went and started doing wow. some research into the game. 
on how much money they've made off of it, and it's absolutely insane. Oh, right? there's no telling. Well, this stupid game. Anyway, regardless, <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Um, so think about it in terms of an obsession. It is definitely something that is negatively impacting my life. I can lie and say, or I can exaggerate and say there's some positive things coming from it. Like it relaxes me, you know, and it gives me a break and lifts my mind, you know, and it's also you're connecting these little things like like bubble shooter or like uh, uh, what was that big one that was like this? It was Temporary? Candy Crush, oh, right? Oh, Similar to that, oh, right? Oh, Similar type you. game. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's a mind exercise. And I can, I can exaggerate the profound... Uh, positive effects of this stupid game yes but really it's negatively impacting my life my while being in the middle of a conversation at night my wife i'm like huh because i'm over here toy blasting you know <laughs> i will <laughs> I, I, I will i will escape by doing it you know instead of dealing with st- i mean just so yeah. many different ways right it is definitely negative affecting my life so think yeah. about an obsession i would call it an obsession you can definitely see idolatry in the obsessions But think about focus, though, instead. So take it a little different level. And so exchange the word focus for idle instead, and you'll realize that there's things that aren't like Toy Blast that you're totally obsessed with, but you do tend to focus on them all the time. So what are those things? Like if you're somebody who constantly focuses on the weather, the weather is a god in your life then. Uh, If you're constantly focused on, here you go, get ready, politics and the government, and what's happening on whatever weird one you're on, CNN, Fox, they're all weird and crazy, um, right. whatever side you're on. It's a God, folks. It's negatively impacting your life. You know it is. Everybody that I know that watches the news nonstop and obsessed with politics, they are the negative people in the world. And so it's definitely negatively affecting your life. But it's pulling you, it's, it's, it's taking from your relationship with God. That is is idolatry. Ooh, that's a, I like that description of it because I was kind of sitting here waiting. I'm like, how is he going to really describe it? But if it's anything that's taking it's from taking your from it. Yep. It's God. stealing. That is a right. good description. And if God is God, and that's what he's saying here, that you know, no other gods before me. In the scripture, gods is lowercase. Me is capitalized. Right. And so anything that's taking from the glory of God, your relationship with God, God's place in your life, God's place in the world, it's stealing it, yeah. right? It's stealing from it. What it's really stealing is glory. And the only place that glory is due is to God. You used to think of God's glory and go, God sounds kind of selfish, right? Everything's about his glory. <laughs> but if he is the absolute perfect preeminent one, then it only makes sense that glory is due to the preeminent perfect one. Right, mm-hmm. so it it can't be anything other than him receiving the glory would then be not perfect, not perfection. Right, so God seeking glory is not selfishness because it's the only place that glory is due. Right. That makes any sense. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, think about it as is something that takes from takes from your relationship with God, takes from God's preeminence. That from makes it God being capital. Yeah, you know, makes it a lot easier to narrow down. Like, okay, what are the idols in my life? Yeah, if you're thinking about it in that way, it's like I could yeah. list off a bunch of them. That's why I was point. saying, like, when we try to trade out the word instead of using the word idol, right. when we get hung up on, if we use obsession, we can really do it. Yes, then it then once it. you get your mind on this obsession idea, yeah, transition it from obsession to focus. Because it may not be something you're obsessed with, but it's something that you're intently focused on all the time. Yeah. Um, and actually, what I'm trying to say, though, is that idle, obsession, focus, they're all the same thing. Yeah. Right? They're all yeah. the same thing. 
It's just yeah. a different way of putting it so that your brain thinks through what those things are. Your heart is awakened to the ways in which you are sinful, yeah. right? The ways in which your walk is messy, you know, that we're trying to to obviously walk through and correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we gave a couple examples, family, personal responsibilities or whatever. It might be what you said, Chloe. It might be your social media accounts, right? There's an obsession there or yep. maybe not an obsession, but a focus. Why do you think you see people constantly on whatever platform you're on decide to declare to everybody that they're taking a break from that platform? First off, that's pride. But Because we think everybody me, cares. Right? I've done it before. It's because right. you think everybody cares right. what you're doing. But what's the driving force behind the fact that you need to do it? It's negatively impacting your life in some yes. way. You've realized that, oh, my God, I'm spending too much time on this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm developing hateful thoughts towards people. Um, I'm too focused on myself all the yeah. time. You know, like, that's why we end up taking these breaks. I've noticed that, like, I don't even want to be on my phone at that point. Like, I'm going to go clean. And then I pick up my phone, and I'm an hour deep into TikTok, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, the hour that yeah. I had to clean has passed. Yeah. How did I get here? So you realize you're wasting your I, time. You're right, wasting your life. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so many people I know. All the time. I mean, this is even me. Obviously, I'm on social media. Um, I feel like there's multiple times where I'll go, oh, my goodness, I'm wasting my life. Yes. I got to do something different. Yeah, that's right? exactly how I feel. It's pulling away. It's yeah. taking away. And ultimately, it's taking away God time for yeah. sure. Right, maybe taking cleaning time too. <laughs> yeah, but it's but God definitely time, taking yeah. God time. Yeah, that's basically what I meant. Like when I get up in the morning, if I have more time to look at my phone than I do to, you know, pray or read my right. Bible, like there's, there's a some, clear imbalance there. Yeah, and, and of course, there's some positives. Just like I told you, there's some positives right. with a toy blast. But most of the time, we we inflate those positives. Like, well, you know, I get on social media to check on people and care for people and share the gospel and, that's and good. read scripture and yeah. my devotional to the daily thing that comes in from Caleb is there every day and I share it. Of course that's there. That's I'm not, not saying it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. Yeah. I'm sure that that stuff's there, but yeah. don't let it turn into a lie, a half truth, right? That's what yeah. the enemy loves to get you to do. He gets he loves to get us to do half truths. Yeah. You know, of course there's some bad stuff here, but if you got rid of it, then the good stuff would go too, and it inflates the good stuff and t- and takes away from the negativity, yeah. right? Which just keeps you in idolatry. It keeps you in obsession. It keeps you in focus on something that's taking away yeah. from your relationship with God. So um, it could be your clothes. You know, those people that it's their clothes. It's definitely not for me, but it could be your clothes. It could be your bank account. It could be your relationships. You know, we already talked about family relationships and singleness and stuff like that, but. You know, if you are absolutely obsessed with finding a mate, um, then the act of actually finding a mate has become a lowercase god in your mm-hmm. life. You know, an idol, an obsession, yeah. a focus. Um, your looks, it can be your intellect. Um, intellect has been one for me. Looks, not really as much. Everybody does this with looks somewhat, though. Like we were talking about last week with the pride thing in the group photo. Everybody does this with looks to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, but intellect is one as well, where, you know, you having to know everything or you growing in your knowledge becomes something that the knowledge growth itself, the education pursuit itself, the status of those things becomes an idol in your life. Um, but there's other weird stuff too. Like I was making a list of some of these things. What about the idol of medicine Hmm. and natural science? Like there's all kinds of life-saving achievements 
that we can point to in the human race and things that fight diseases um, or viruses, right? I'm being coded right now. <laughs> um, but at what point are we actually idolizing the ability to cure a prolonged life? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I don't know. It, it's easy to rely so heavily on our own knowledge that we forget the source of the knowledge. You know, I'm not saying don't focus on those things. I'm not saying that those things aren't important at all. I'm saying it's easy for us to, to start to focus on our own knowledge and forget about the source of where our knowledge comes from to begin with, which is God. And so every new, every new treatment, every new idea, every new um, advancement in medicine, um, it all is coming from a talent or a gift given by God to begin with, right? Um, and so I think sometimes we can turn those things into uh, – an idol as well um absolutely there's other stuff too though like um there's plenty of people who have made environmentalism Hmm. um an idol that the and i'm not i'm not downplaying anything when i'm talking about this i'm just trying to talk through it holistically right where um we've made preserving the earth um we've made global warming we've made whatever it may be with environmentalism, saving the trees and recycling and the, the horrible, insane, if you've never seen this, is absolutely insanity, uh, plastic trash pile that's in the ocean, oh. right? There's a massive one. I can't remember anything like what it's called and all this stuff. But there's a, lots of them. Yeah. There's this gigantic one. So, like, I hate recycling. Um, Valerie makes me recycle. I hate to recycle because where we live – name drop, Pennsylvania County, <laughs> it is extremely difficult to recycle. It is a pain in the butt. Right Where I go to dump my trash, there might be a recycle bin, there might not. But you never know what the recycle bin's going to be. And so you show up one day and it's newspapers. I ain't bought a newspaper since 1999. Um, but then you show up the next week and, and it's for cans. And you're like, yes, I had some cans, but if I'd have known it was not newspapers anymore, I'd have brought them. And then the next week you show up and there's one for something random. And you're like magazines what where's plastic <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? um, right so it's just very difficult yeah um but when you think about things like a massive trash dump in the ocean you go oh my gosh i don't want to do this like recycling is important so i'm not saying that it's not at all right. um but what i'm saying is is that that can become an idol very quickly um and god clearly says in the scripture that no man's going to know the time of his return we're going to read you the scripture and but this world will definitely come to an end that the, the, the current earth that we inhabit will definitely come to an end. And so while we should definitely be good stewards of the earth and what God has given us, we also got to remember that it's not ultimate. Yeah. It's not preeminent. Yeah. So the earth itself, we should care for it. Absolutely. And we should grow in our knowledge of caring for it. So we can't just say, well, we didn't know that back then, so who cares now? Well, I don't have time to do this. Or the Pennsylvania County dump is very annoying, so I'm not going to recycle. Well, right. we can't say those things. So we got to be good stewards. God calls us to be good stewards always. But we also got to remember, though, that the earth is going to pass away, and it can't be the main thing that we right. focus on all the time. And so, like, there's a scripture that's going to give us two different pieces, one of what I just said, but then I want to draw a bigger piece to it. This is the, only, this is the last scripture we've got for today. Uh, Second Peter Chapter Mm 3, yep. Chapter 3, verse 10. 
says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Yeah, so this environmental thing that I randomly brought up, obviously the earth's going to disintegrate at some point, right? It's going to be gone. Right. But that last little piece is a little bit bigger than just environmentalism being a idol. It says everything on the earth, the works that are done on the earth will be, there's another transla- translation that says exposed. Laid bare is the reference that you just read. Right. It just means you'll see everything for what it is. Mm-hmm. And all these things that have been done on the earth will be completely exposed. Mm-hmm. In other words, there is always something that's vying for God's spot in your life. And at some point, God is saying that all that's going to be laid out. Right? Everything that's vying for a spot's going to be laid out. Money, time, social status, even technology, they're all trying to become the most important thing in your life. And there is a time when ultimate preeminent God is going to lay bare lay open, expose everything that has been trying to take his spot Mm -hmm. in your life in general, in humanity overall, in groups of people, in church, all these things. I mean, how many times, how many times have you seen where um, the style in which we do church has become the idol, the lowercase God, instead of God himself? Yeah. I mean, so often. We will not change this carpet. We will not change how we do our music. We will not get rid of the organ, whatever it may be. Same thing can be said, by the way, for uh, contemporary modern churches. We will not get rid of the drums. We will not do, you know what I mean? Same yeah. thing can be said. So I'm not calling out either one. I'm just saying that that all those things that, that are vying for God's spot in our life, they're all going to be laid bare at some point. Now, idolatry is the root of all these things that we're talking through. It's the root. And there's no real eliminating this root. Um, ex- the blood of Jesus is what covers us in it. Um, but we're, we're going to struggle for it always until this moment where we're talking about things being rectified and it all being laid open um, in Christ's you know, ultimate return. Right? right? He's returning as a lion because he's going to chew up and eat and spit back out all that stuff that's been taking his glory Mm. as idols and God's obsessions and focuses in our life. Yeah. So so let's 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 start wrapping this up a little bit. So how do you know if you have an idol? How you know? You said this earlier, Chloe. I said it earlier. You did? You didn't mean to and then you're like, "Whoops." Cuz I said we'll say oh, that later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, do I you think know I probably said it cuz you had said it to me yeah. earlier this week. What's the easiest way to think about all right, all right. He said all this stuff, and I know, I know, I I don't have toy blast, but I got you know bubble shooter or whatever it is. Right? I got TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> How do I know if I have an idol in my life? What's what's the great litmus for us as people to be able to see and test whether we have an idol? What do you think it is? You said it earlier. You, Put you on the spot. What you think about first in the morning? Yeah. Like so what you look at or think about. What do you think about first in the morning? What do you think about last at night? Mm. What is it? What are those things? What, what do you think about first in the morning? What do you think about last at night? So I have to I have to stop and pause and go, all right, what do I do first in the morning? So then it'll give me an indication on what I think of first. Yeah. So here's what I do first in the morning. I'm an alarm clock guy. I have to have an alarm clock. I know some of y'all are 
you know, perfect parents and you can wake up on time every day at the same time. I cannot. So I'm an alarm clock. The first thing that I do is hit the snooze bar. So the first thing I think of is, oh my gosh, I'm tired. I don't want to get up and face whatever's going on, right? The first thing I do when I wake up, though, other than that, is I take a shower immediately, no matter what I'm doing. So if I'm if I'm getting ready to do nothing but sit around the house all day, I take a shower. If I'm getting ready to go mow grass, like literally going to walk out the door and get on the lawnmower, if I'm going to be working outside, if I'm going to be digging holes, I take a shower first. Shower before I, and just, after. <laughs> I wake up with it, right? Um, so this is what I do. So yeah. I'm going to shower every day, no matter what. That's the first thing I do every morning. Um, but you got to think to yourself, what's the first thing you think of? What's on your mind? And then what's on your mind at night? What's the last thing that you think of at night before you finally fall asleep? Everybody's going to try to come up with different ideas and thoughts right now. But what's the root of all those thoughts? You. Something to do with you. Yeah. Is the first thing on your mind in the morning. Like I just literally said to you, I hit the snooze bar and my initial thought every morning, at least my, my the one that I'm cognitively aware of, is, oh my gosh, I'm tired. Oh, I got to go do this. Oh, we got to do this today. Oh, this is coming. Oh, another day. Whatever it may be, right? It's you. What's the last thing on your mind at night? I mean, that one's a harder one to figure out, but I really do think it's you. It comes down to stuff with you. What's coming up tomorrow? You know, what, 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 what I I have to do tomorrow? What happened to the day? How annoyed I am with, you know, whatever, Um, you know. I know that some of you have perfect marriages and you do this perfectly right, but Valerie and I do not. So lots of times it's been, um, I'm mad at her. She's mad at me for whatever we said last. And yes, we do go to bed mad. Um, I know that there's a, you know, that's a like advice 101 for couples is don't go to bed mad, right? Do not let the, you quote scripture, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Um, I agree, but we do go to bed mad. So sometimes the last thought is, you know, oh, I can't believe she'd do that to me. Or how I feel in that situation. It's always you. Always you. And that is idolatry at its root. It's you. In other words, it's something before God always. And idolatry leads to all other types of sins. Um, Many that are on this list of sins and many we haven't even talked through, but you'll see that the root of all those things is idolatry. And the primary placement of that idolatry is not on a statue and it's not on a bubble blast game and it's not on TikTok, although that is there. The primary root of all those though is the idolatry is on you. The placement of the root of idolatry in our lives is put on us personally. And the only thing that you can do about this the absolute only thing you can do about it is be aware. Like right now, you're aware of your sinfulness. Yes. And then you go, thank God for Jesus. Right? So it makes you fall more in love with Jesus and more thankful for who he is and then therefore wanting to serve him in your life. Because this is something that we're always going to struggle with, always. The primary point of and, and the, the, the redemption that's happened in creation is to getting us back to what we were intended to be, which was... Everything that we experience, everything that we see, taste, touch, feel would go, wow, what a God made this, right? Mm -hmm. 
what a God that made these coffee beans, right? What a God that helped somebody invent this awesome thing called the snooze button, right? <laughs> you know, what a God that created this game that I'm obsessed with called Toy Blast. In the beginning, that's what was supposed to happen. But now you can see, though, the sinfulness of all humanity that what we didn't do instead, though, is we think about ourselves when we experience anything instead of thinking about God. Yeah. The only way to rectify that is that you're going to have to have the persona of somebody else. And that persona is Jesus that you covered in the blood of Jesus. You got to have a relationship with Jesus that then adopts you as sons and daughters. And what you're doing is you're taking the, you're taking the blood of Jesus. You're taking the life of Jesus. And then as you realize these things are there, it pushes you back to thank God for Jesus, yeah. you know? And so there's a, the, the way you combat idolatry is a greater awareness of how sinful you are. Therefore, a greater awareness of how much you need Jesus. Therefore, a greater awareness, how awesome God is that he would give you away. Yeah. That's the whole point, yeah. right? That's the only way to combat it. Cause it is deep, 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 deep. And God, the way that God combated it in our lives was Jesus. Right. So, yeah. Wow. This is a big one. Another offensive episode. <laughs> I'm so offended. <laughs> no, I, my toes have been stepped on. Everybody around here always jokes about wearing your steel toe boots. I'm going to have to invest in some. That's why I Because I keep them. wearing my Nikes and it's not going too well for Somebody me asked so me far. one day, I was like, Adam, why are you always preaching boots? I was like, because I'm stomping on my own toes. Like, God, God's doing the stomping no and my toes get stomped first. Right, right. You know, I mean, that's not really why, but it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds better than just being like, I just like boots. It's just a habit. It's just yeah. I've always wore boots, you know. Right. I'm just a country boy. That's right, just right. it. So, um, and I also like this is so off topic. We're talking about boots. I don't believe that a real shoe uh, is a shoe without laces. So mm. if it does not have laces, it ain't a real shoe. Mm. For me personally, you do whatever you want with your flip flops right. or your Vans or whatever it is. But for um, me, not for yeah. other people, I hate flip flops. Or your right. Toms or whatever you wear. Mm. Um, I do like Toms. <clears throat> To me, it's got to have laces because yeah. I want it tight on my feet. And so boots, they lace up and they're higher on my ankle and my feet and my feet feel good. Yeah. That's why I wear them, really. I gotcha. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm trying to get with you. Yeah, that's why I wear them. That has nothing to do with what we're right, talking about. Right, but we still landed here anyway. Yeah, we did. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us today, really. Um, it's another challenging episode. Be sure to keep tuning in. This is We decided this was seven, right? Maybe. <laughs> I think we decided it was seven. I think we counted that out. So I think we have three more of this series since we Christians definitely know this one was thirty nine total. Yes. But we think it's seven in the series. Yes. So you think we have think what? We have three more three in this more. series. So yeah. be sure to um, tune in again next week as we continue this series and get closer to the ending. I've really enjoyed it, so I'm yeah, going to be kind of sad these, to see it go. One of these we have a special guest for. We do. Yep. And that'll be coming up. So just stay tuned. I think it might be number nine in the series, which would make right. it episode 40. No. We have no this idea. This is 39. Oh, whoops. It would be 41. Something like that. So we're thinking episode 41, <laughs> we're going to have a special guest anyway. We're, we we're so don't. brain fried at this point. We're just like, eh, just it's numbers. A, it's just a messy podcast. I don't know. Right. Maybe what should we call it? We right, call it messy. right. Maybe something with messy in it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for joining you us guys. today. Um, be sure to tune in next week. Follow us on social media, all that good stuff. We're praying for you and yeah. your walk and know that you're not alone. We're all walking through these things yes. together. 
Yes, we are all struggling and working through it. And Absolutely. Yeah. So thanks for joining us, and we'll be back again next week. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.